0: Autobots transform.
1: Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nipikers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is a bonus episode. At the end of our uh, wrap-up for Transformers Animated, John kind of sprung this thing on me. uh, What was your favorite and least favorite series that we had reviewed up until that point?
0: Yeah, we ranked them, uh, I think, favorite to least, but I did spring it on you. And honestly, uh, I think we both thought about it and said, hey, we could do a whole show of this. And we kind of re- thought our order. I know mine has changed and I think yours mine has Mine did changed. a little bit too, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so in the wrap-up, I'll be honest, I can acknowledge now that I went a little heavy on nostalgia, so I tried to <laughs> rank the shows as... Um, For their merit, for what they actually were The production value, the stories, the, all that stuff uh, So yeah, mine has changed a bit I
1: think I kind of went the opposite way I think before <laughs> I didn't take nostalgia
0: into account This time I kind of did Well, uh, we're going to go with your order, Paul And then I'll kind of compare where mine sit But I think I'm going to bet $100 Coming in at the lowest At number 6 is Beast
1: Machines Yeah, for me it is still Beast Machines And it's not a terrible show by any means. It's not great either. But if we had to pick one series that that we've watched so far that to be our least favorite of Transformers, somebody's got to be the least favorite. So it is Beast Machines.
0: Okay. So what I did like about Beast Machines, I think the biggest thing was the art, like yes, the style, very the, the stylized stylish. look of it when they did. Yeah, when they did the anime lines like all that stuff was great. Um but the story went so mm-hmm. far with mysticism that it just started to shove its own head up its own ass.
1: It was it always seemed like they were just running from things yeah (laughs) like every episode started with them running away from Viacons or running away from decepticons
0: and okay i've always liked when the transformers are the underdogs like i think season one of g1 is one of the greatest seasons of animation that's ever been made Mm. it works really well when the when the autobots are fighting against insurmountable odds or just having to punch up it i think that works really well that should have worked in Beast Machines, but it just kind of became old hat. And the, the drones were so dumb in that show <laughs> yes. that I never. I was always like, "You're Black Arachnia. Why are you running from four motorcycles or whatever those things thrust in his gang?" And then the whole
1: ending of this thing, where like they bring Cybertron back to life, and uh, just it was weird.
0: Yeah, I can I can appreciate why it's not real. I mean, I know it's, tr- it's canon on some level, but I always felt it's got to be some parallel universe shit. <laughs> All right. So, well, we agreed. We started off, Paul. We agreed on number six. What uh, came in at number five for you?
1: Well, what came in at number five is what came in before Beast Machines, and it is Beast Wars! <laughs>
0: So I chose Beast Wars as number five as well. Right. Um, I know I gave it some nostalgia points before, but I really thought about it, and I I can acknowledge that I like the story more in Beast Wars than Beast Machines. Oh yeah, the, the artwork isn't as good, but I do have to be acknowledge it for what it was at its time and what they did with very little. So yeah, it. Um, it wasn't great, but it was better than Beast Machines.
1: Well, it, as far as nostalgia goes, that was one show I did not watch when it was new. It was the kind of thing if it was on, it's like you're just flipping channels. and It was there. You're like, oh yeah, I'll just watch that for five minutes till the commercial comes up, and then flip and see what else is on. That's all I ever did with it. Yeah. But looking back at it now, I'm kind of wishing I had watched it when it was new. I think we were just a little too old for a Transformers cartoon at that
0: time. Yeah. I know my brother watched it a little more than I did. And I honestly, I kind of like that I, I got the first viewing as an adult, and I could appreciate some of the, the, the smaller nuances in the story and the plot mm. and the emotional connections of characters.
1: Well, especially uh, when you say emotional connection... Uh, Code of Hero, right? Oh. That is one of the best episodes of any show I've ever seen. Yeah, Code
0: of Hero is easily in the top 10 of all Transformers episodes ever. And and I've I know I haven't seen most of the franchise, but I that would just I'd be
1: surprised if anybody argued with me on that. That was, that was a damn good episode. It was a damn was a great episode. episode, but I think you put it in when we reviewed it. You love it, and you hate this episode.
0: I wish it didn't have to happen, but I, I, I love what they did with it, yeah. Uh, okay, so
1: that was number five, and it was Beast Wars. Paul, what, did, what was your uh, number four? Uh, my number four, I think, is different from what I picked last time. It is Transformers Animated. <laughs>
0: I put Transformers Animated at number three. It went up a bit for me, but uh, you
1: brought it at number four. What put it on the lower half for you? Well, uh, well like I mentioned before, I kind of went a little bit more into the nostalgia bit here, I guess. But um, it, it's a good show. It, it's a very entertaining show. It's by far the funniest one out mm-hmm. of all of these that we've seen before. Like Beast Wars in particular had a little bit of humor in it, too, especially with Rattrap and Cheetor. but But uh, I think Animated actually went out of its way to be humorous and in, in spots i don't know it's a good show but i think what's left of our list of choices was just a little bit better in some cases a lot better
0: fair enough i so when i rethought it and i it's not that i think animated is any better than i did before it's just that other shows with the whole nostalgia thing i mentioned have gone down a bit so animated by default has been bumped up um And I mean, we just did the wrap up a little while ago, so I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse, but I do respect that they did their own thing and they they acknowledged the Transformers usually by, you know, a wink and a nod. Mm. But they at least acknowledged it and, you know, told a new story and it was fresh. And I appreciate that. Yeah, it's not a bad show by any means. It's a a very good show. Go and watch it. (laughs) The downsides of it is that it. You know, after having seen Prime, everything on Transformers always feels like, ah, oh, this is written for babies, yes. you know? <laughs> and I know it's not, but it just feels incredibly immature after... It's definitely a kid's show, yeah, but... hundred percent. An adult can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And there are... There, they did enough, um, again, the homages and, and the winks and the nods, uh, like bringing in Weird Al. I mean, that's <laughs> always going to be one of the smartest things they ever did. There's no, uh, you know, when that was that show was new in 2006 or seven. There was no eight-year-old watching that show going Weird Al Yankovic. I yeah, love exactly. his stuff. <laughs> that was absolutely for the grown Uh That was when he put up the album with White and Nerdy on wasn't uh, it. Wasn't it was around that time? Yeah, Straight uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was, uh, yeah, animated was a good series. Um, and uh, I put it in it, like I said, at three. That it created some new lore. I was, I realized that that was an important thing, and fairly well
1: produced. Yeah. All right. What was your number three, Paul? Well, this is the nostalgia kicking in here. I went with Challenge of the GoBots.
0: So I put GoBots at number four. So I guess we had, you know, we were vice versa on GoBots animated. But yeah, um, the nostalgia is a hard part to, to be for sure.
1: Well, I remember when I was a kid, I had way more GoBot toys than I ever did Transformers. I think I had maybe in my entire life had five, six Transformers toys until I started collecting them much later as an adult. But I, we had tons of Gobots, my brother and I.
0: And counterpoint to that, we had way more animated listeners than we did Gobots listeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's, that's actually true.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can admit that we did Gobots for ourselves. We're like, yeah. fuck it, let's let's enjoy our childhood again. And I'm glad we did. And I, I think I said it in the uh, animated review. I would there's about ten to fifteen episodes I would watch of Gobots. The rest of it, <laughs> oh, it was a some bit of a it. drudge. And that's when I could push away that nostalgia. That was why I had bumped it down to uh, number four. But some of it, you know, what the the thing about Gobots is. In an era of remakes and you know putting properties up on the big screen, it amazes me nobody's tried to. That's true, yeah. You know, turn the GoBots—not even a feature film, but like
1: a Netflix series on the cheap. You could easily do it. You would think, yeah. I mean, Hasbro owns it now, don't they? So I mean, I, th- I think they own like the, the film rights to it, but they can't actually make the toys because. I think Tonka still owns the rights to the toys. Oh, Something it's one like of those that. situations. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that always sucks when that happens. Uh,
0: but GoBots, uh, I, you know what? Um, fun series, great part of my childhood, big part of my childhood. Fun to watch it again. Fun characters. Yeah, yeah. but I think like if, if a dear listener came up to me and said, hey, I'm going to watch either Animated or GoBots. What should I watch?
1: <laughs> I'm a Transformers fan. I got to tell them to go with Animated. That's fair enough. If they're, if they're a Transformers fan. Watch that first thing. Check out GoBots though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch some watch some GoBots.
0: Uh all right, so we're like the, the last two, Paul. What uh what was number two for you? This is the second best
1: series that we have reviewed thus far. Again, it's because of the nostalgia here, uh that things changed. I went with my number two as Transformers Prime.
0: I went with Transformers Prime as well. My my one and two didn't change at all. I, the nostalgia couldn't get rid of G one for me, but mm. yeah, Prime is. Um, I mean, technically, story wise, voice acting, a- everything across the board, on a just a looking at it on a statistical level.
1: Yeah, um, it, Prime is the best. Transformers franchise that's ever been made well they even had Peter Colin they had Frank Welker uh Jeffrey Combs doing Ratchet Man. I mean they couldn't oh get Don God. Messick obviously he, he was dead yeah. but then, then even um I, I, I can't think of his name but the guy that got to do Starscream was totally different than what we're used to Starscream voice but it it worked. It was a really good voice for that Starscream. Yeah,
0: one of the best Starscream representations there's ever been. Also, uh, mandatory me telling you, dear listener, go watch Reanimator with Jeffrey Coombs. Um, <laughs> yeah, Starscream, the characters all had their own arcs and motivation. And it, even if it was as shallow as like, oh, I buffed my fender, I dented my fender. <laughs> like Knockout, yeah. They at least had motivation in every story. It was good. It was damn good. You know the the moment I'll always remember of Prime is that it w- is when RC it was like in the second last of the last episode, like into Beast Hunters, when she w- she had just had enough and she's like, "I've fought this war for millions of years. How many more of these fights do I have to go through?" And it just like for a show, you know, I'm making quote signs here to dear listener, a kids'
1: cartoon to just give you that emotional kick in the gut.
0: What a damn show!
1: Well. I remember, I think it's in Crisscross, Cross, the, the episode where June finally meets R.C., and Jack's like, uh, Mom, this is R.C., my friend, my guardian, whatever, and R.C.'s just like, Hi, <laughs> hi, Mom, kind of thing. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, every character, every character was well-written except Vaunts the Don'ts, fuck him. <laughs> But uh, he was not
1: in, I guess, what has to be your number one choice, Paul, Transformers. It, my number one choice is Generation One, Transformers. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Transformers, Transformers.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's
1: it. What, what do we have to say? It's G one Transformers. It it got the ball rolling, right? I can remember the very first time I saw More Than Meets the Eye Part One. I got really? up six o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, like, as you do when you're six years old, oh, yeah. and turn on the TV. And I just remember the show, and I can remember the line. Four million years later, I, I can really? still remember seeing that for the first time when I was like six years old. Yeah,
0: that's awesome.
1: See, that's and that that is to me. I
0: like I said. I know I tried to. Push down the nostalgia. And to a point I did. But yeah. You can't compete with that. I, you have that memory. Mine is my fifth birthday.
1: I got Optimus Prime. That like changed my life yeah i remember my cousin had him and then my brother got him for i think his birthday one year i forget now and it's i i can
0: remember i may have said this in the show i can legitimately remember the the style of the decals on optimus prime's forearm the inner forearm that he you don't see when he tucked it in his truck oh yeah the the little things i remember from that toy just shaped what I loved. I, a, probably a big part of the reason I like the things I like today is I, I'm gonna say like 50% of it is Transformers. And the other 50% is probably Star Trek. <laughs> this isn't a Star Trek. Also Star Trek. a very good uh series of series. <laughs> Great series. Uh but not on our list. Uh here- okay, Paul, here's a challenge for you. Aside from the obvious stuff, animation errors, the little, you know, me- mix-ups, continuity, uh,
1: what from g1 would you say is not good uh racism oh, <laughs> the good very blatant racism in season three like casey Kasem told them to go fuck themselves like with a uh, thief in the night i think is the one that was finally the one that he's like you know what screw this i'm out of here if that's the way you're gonna portray arabic people then because because they're not balancing it out like yeah there's villains from every ethnicity in the show, but they only ever portray Middle Eastern people in that negative light on the show. And he's just like, no, I'm done with this. I'm out of here. Yeah. And you know what? He was right. It was, the how many episodes after he left
0: were, would we mention that episode? Like, oh God, this is bad. And it just, it was, I hate saying, well, it was a product of its time, but it was a product of its time. The yeah. other thing I thought it did poorly which was also a product of its time was the whole it but you're a girl thing yes, where I women just, just... think
1: at the end of BOT. yeah totally but they tape her mouth and drag her off the screen and the rest of them they just stand there watching this like what are you yeah. doing
0: oh boys will be boys uh, yeah there so there was a lot of that and yeah the the blatant ignorance and racism is pretty bad i think Probably one of the reasons that we can watch it and I don't want to say accept that, look past it, is that we grew up with it and we saw it when we were innocent little boys. And it's so there's I think enough nostalgia where we can look at it and go, "Eh, it was a product of its time. I can remember and enjoy the other parts. I can absolutely see where somebody who say got into Transformers through the Bay films or maybe through animated and then started to go back and got the the originals on blu-ray or whatever watched it and just thought oh this is gross yeah what the hell kind of thing (laughs) here one other thing i'll say about g1 is season one of g1 is legitimately one of the greatest seasons of animated television ever made
1: well yeah that was before they got nuts with the combiners right it was just devastator was well and he even he just came in on the very last episode of it but he was the thing right and he was balanced out by the
0: Dinobots. each side had their super weapon it was a balanced story arc there was a plot progression the whole way through and it was a small enough team and you know what something about that is that G1 kept it small in terms of numbers of characters, relatively small. Yeah, there was uh, like 18 Autobots. It, when you get into the other series that work really well, Prime
1: is the shining example, there was never an overabundance of Autobots. No. I think even at the, at the highest point, there's what, eight, nine of them, maybe? And and even some of them are just recurring characters you only see once in a while.
0: Yeah, and, and the, with the exception of the Steve drones, like, there were very few Decepticons. So there weren't a bunch of characters to follow around where, as in G1, you would get, like, the master builder where, you know what, Hoist, I, I, I'm sure he was a fun toy to play with, but I don't really care about his story. <laughs> but when you, in G1, when it was... You know every episode and there was only what 12 15 episodes something like that it's not a lot it's 16 in uh, season one of g1 yeah so every episode mattered to a point and yeah there were dumb ones but it was i would legitimately like any if i had a day to blow and i was like i'm gonna binge on something and had nothing i'm starting to put caveats there i would happily watch season (laughs) one of g1 anytime that's what i'm trying to say oh yeah for sure one thing is, it's like chicken you never get sick of it <laughs> well put well put g1 just like chicken <laughs> uh if you want to see a couple chickens you can find us on twitter i'm at john soby paul's at pmec first and one
1: yeah make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know
0: you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at TransformersNitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transforming see you yeah. later Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life, and not one of them showed any appreciation. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr.
1: West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head get a job in a side show?
0: It will scare you to pieces.